Hello and welcome to The Motherhood Guide, where it's all about making your experiences of pregnancy, birth and motherhood better. I'm your host Kelly, a mum of two, a hypnobirthing teacher and birth educator, and I'm here to help you thrive in motherhood rather than simply just survive. Let's get started. Hello my lovely, how the hell are you? I hope that you enjoyed last week's episode that was all about a little recap on the festive period and the kind of pressure that's involved in that, how that's been a little bit different for me this year and also talking about New Year, New Year's resolutions and how you can make positive changes in your life without having to go full pill into these really, really strong New Year's resolutions like, you know, going to the gym three times a week when you've never been before in your life or mad diets or totally overhauling your home, your life, whatever it is. You know, how you can make these little adjustments that can be gradual and you can build on those to reach your goals. So I will link that episode below because I really feel like it's such a good one and I hope that you took a lot from that. It's so nice because I feel like I'm that friend that's just dishing out advice left, right and centre. I actually recently did a little activity as part of this training course I was doing where I had to ask people around me, how they would describe me as a person and that was something that came up a lot that people come to me a lot for advice so yeah it feels really nice that I'm able to just put these words of wisdom out there and you can take from them what you will. Anyway we are on January 10th and I seem to have accidentally set myself (laughs) a new year's resolution without even really intending so I said in my last episode that you know I hadn't really set New Year's resolutions per se and I definitely haven't really but what I have accidentally done is fall into a kind of new routine a little bit where I've decided that I'm going to do more in-person yoga classes this year because as you know from listening to my previous episodes I think I touched on it in the self-care episode and also in the slowing down episodes where I already regularly do yoga and I would just do it at home, I'll do it around my kids and it's been really great because now my kids seem to enjoy yoga, they'll ask for that to go on especially if they see me doing it and it has made a really positive change, it is just my absolute favourite way to move my body. I hate running, I hate going to the gym, I hate hit classes, I hate spin classes, I am just not made for these really intense workouts, I'm just not made for it. So yoga is the perfect way to move my body, I absolutely love it and I thought do you know what, if this is something that I enjoy so much, really I should be listening to my own advice and going out, really taking that time for myself to fully enjoy it because as much as it's great doing it in in the house, you know, if I am doing it with the kids, I do get distracted, I do get interrupted and that's okay but also it's nice to just take yourself away from your home environment and actually do it in a dedicated space. So yeah, I guess I've accidentally set a New Year's resolution, haven't I? Anyway, Today's episode, I wanted to give you the school update because I was sitting thinking to myself, I better get a move on with this. It's actually halfway through the school year. What the actual hell? How has that went by so fast? I literally feel like it was August two minutes ago and then we're in January. That is scary. So anyway, I was like, I need to provide this little school update, the tips and tricks and how the kids have settled in and how I've found things. I need to do this update before time runs out essentially and it's the end of the school year so if you haven't listened already I did do an episode that was part of my launch episode but that was recorded back in July so it was before my kids had started school and school nursery 
and it was just kind of looking at the emotional kind of turmoil I was going through with that, some thoughts, some feelings, some worries, concerns and stuff like that. So I will link that episode in the show notes for you so you can go back and listen to that one if you haven't already or if you just want a little refresher. But yeah, it was quite a a raw emotional episode for me because at the time I was absolutely finding it really, really difficult. I, no joke, was crying pretty much every day for about, was it about three weeks before Harlow and Jonah started school and nursery? So... Yeah, it was it was a difficult stage of my life, I'm not going to lie. So, like I said, for context, I am recording this the first week back at school after the Christmas holidays. So, let's go back to the very beginning. Now, considering how emotional I was in the run-up to it, I really thought that that first day of school, I would have been a literal sobbing mess. And I really thought that I would have been crying the night before as well. But, see, actually... In a way, I feel like recording that last episode actually started to kind of help me settle and process how I was feeling and kind of come to terms with all of the emotions and thoughts with it. So actually, I found that I wasn't as emotional as I expected to be. It's kind of like I went into this zone where I knew I had to hold it together for Harlow and really focus on her emotions, not my emotions. So it was kind of like I went a little bit numb. It's the best way to describe it. And... I also kind of just felt a bit like there had been so much waiting, so much thinking about it and worrying about it that I was just ready for it to happen so that I could stop stressing out about it, essentially. So the night before, we made sure that we spoke about what to expect the next day. We had obviously been talking about school for a long time in the run-up to that anyway, but, you know, I gave her a, a total rundown, a step-by-step on what was going to happen in the morning what to expect uh, for the school day as well. And I think that that's especially really helpful for children that are a little bit sensitive or nervous. You know, giving them that opportunity to know what to expect can be really, really crucial. So I guess that that's my first tip. Make sure you're taking away as much of the unknown as you can from that situation because that can really help settle their nerves. So it was really good, actually, because we got a little book from the teacher who was going to be her class teacher and it basically just had pictures of different areas of the school and explained what they were and what you would do there. It had a picture of her teacher in it so she could really familiarise who it was that was going to be looking after her while I was not there and so we did lots of role play as well. You know we talked about what would happen at school, we played schools and we talked about what parts were exciting but we also acknowledge the parts that were worries for her obviously I wasn't sharing my worries or anything like that I don't want to project how I was feeling on her so we spoke about what she was excited about and what she was worried about and I think that again that's part of what's really important in it too because I mean I guess this will be personal to everyone and you know it just depends on your parenting style but for me I don't like to shy away from the negative emotions. I don't like to shy away from the worries. I don't like to just brush them off and be like, oh, you're fine. Everything will be fine. You know, I think for my family anyway, it feels important to actually acknowledge what their worries are because I feel like if you constantly brush off their worries and don't acknowledge them, sometimes it can leave them feeling a little bit dismissed, not heard. And it can also kind of, accidentally in a way make them feel like it's not okay to have these negative feelings too and that's not normal to have worries but obviously 
you and me both know worries are normal we all get anxious we all get nervous about things now and then so we did take time to actually talk about what our worries were and you know kind of work through them and offer some guidance on that we also made sure that she was involved in the uniform process because (laughs) I mean it's kind of funny but it's also not funny sometimes (laughs) because oh my little girly she is girly and you know she just loves dressy she loves pink she loves color she loves glitter sequins she loves clothes she loves clothes so much so showing her a black school uniform that's very plain (laughs) she was not happy she was not happy but she did get really excited about the little pinafers and like picking out dresses and stuff like that and we had to emphasize the little tiny parts like oh look it's little flower buttons on your school cardigan so yeah she was involved in picking her uniform and I think that that's good too because it does give them that like element of choice I think school can be a really hard transition for them because there is so much structure to their day now you know whereas if you think about them being toddlers in your home fair enough there might have been days where you had a lot of structure and that's totally fine but you know you were a lot more child-led in that scenario and you know they could go to whatever toy they wanted and just play with that whereas going to school it is so structured they've got a timetable to follow and you know they've got less of this like free play element involved in school as well there's just so much structure and I feel like that's a really big jump for them so it was really important to me to make sure that she had as much choice as possible around the school scenario so she chose what she wanted to buy for her school uniforms and then you know we would also be laying out her clothes the night before she would pick what she wanted to wear the next day although we did encounter a problem (laughs) PE days are a struggle for us so physical education if you don't know what PE is yeah they're a struggle because number one she has to wear black trainers number two she's supposed to be wearing leggings and no joke she does she just does not wear leggings she would always rather a dress or she'll put on her leggings as long as she can have a dress on top but obviously there's more rules around um, the uniform scenario for schools in the UK so yeah She was not happy about having to wear leggings and it was a fight every single PE day. It was really challenging. So as much as she had originally chose them, once it actually came to implementing that and wearing them to PE, she was not a happy girly. So we actually had to go out and buy her some skirts so that it looked like she was wearing a skirt but she did actually still have shorts on. And that seems to have remedied the problem for now, but there are still some days where she's just like, I just want to wear my pinafore. So, yeah, (laughs) I think that element of choice is really important for them because it makes them feel like they've got control of something in a situation where actually they don't have very much control over at all anymore. So we did that, and I think it is nice for them to pick their clothes at night, the night before, and lay them out so they know exactly what they're wearing the next day and it gives that element of predictability for them as well. So anyway, back to her first day at school. So she woke up so excited, literally 6am, which is so unusual for her. Usually my kids are not up at all before 7. So 6am, she was bouncing off the wall, so excited. Can I go to school now? Can I go to school now? And I was like, thank the Lord. Thank goodness she is excited. 
I was like, relief. So, so relieved. Um, but we got her all ready, got her to the school. It was really super cute. They had like a little balloon arch where you could take pictures of them. But, you know, the the nerves definitely started to kick in a little bit when we got to the school and she kind of started to realise like, hmm, I'm actually going to have to say goodbye soon. So the nerves kicked in when she was told to line up. Uh, but she's seen one of her friends from her old nursery and she walked in and she didn't look back. And I felt like I could breathe again. So I was actually working from home that day uh, from my, shall we say, office job. So not my hypnobirthing job, not my podcast job, which I was super glad about because... Naturally, I came home and I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> I sobbed, I sobbed for about half an hour. It was just like, you know, there had been so much pent up emotion and I was really trying so hard to keep it together for her that, you know, it was just a release that had to happen. But once I got it all out, I did feel a little bit better and I was so glad to be busy at work. So I was able to just really get stuck in and focus on that and it made pick up coming around a lot faster. So picked it up and she says she had an amazing day. She was super happy and such good mood. Couldn't wait to go back the next day. So day two, she was excited again and I was like, hallelujah, maybe this is going to be okay. Maybe it will be fine. But then also did have in the back of my head, this is probably going to hit her at some point that like this is like a forever thing, you know. And she had previously only went to nursery for two full days and the rest of the time she was with me. So I was like, hmm. Going for four and a half days is going to be a big adjustment for her. Maybe that'll kick in at some point. And it did, unfortunately. (laughs) So we got to day three and she sobbed her eyes out. And it was the worst thing in the world. It was awful. She just woke up and was just not in the mood for it. And she was just really nervous. I could just, I could see it in her. She was really nervous being really really clingy in the morning and I thought oh dear so went to drop it off she cried and cried and cried didn't want to go in and yeah I think it was just like the novelty had kind of wore off to be honest and I did kind of expect that that was going to happen because I do feel like it's that you know the kids have the realization like yeah I need to go every day and then she was talking about missing her nursery friends and how she just wanted to see them again and none of them were in her class at school and stuff like that. So from then on, things started to become a little bit hard. Or, well, a big bit hard. For me, I I do gentle parenting. Although I kind of hate calling it gentle parenting because I feel like all it is is just being respectful to your little mini human. But yeah, so I would always acknowledge these feelings like I said. And I would always gently support Harlow in situations that she's scared or she feels unsure in and, you know, take a really gentle, staggered approach. But let's just say that is not quite the approach that schools take. And it was really challenging for me to see that differentiation take place because, you know, to see what is essentially a stranger take your child's hand and pull them away from you while they're sobbing their eyes out, it felt so unnatural and just not nice at all. For me, um, it's so different from the way I would usually approach a situation like this. And that made it a little bit hard. But I just didn't really know how to approach it. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm abandoning too much. So I'm like, is the tough love route maybe a a good thing where, you know, they just take them in and, and distract them? 
I have no idea what the right answer to that is, but I just cannot explain that feeling. Like it tugs at my heart, even just talking about it now. It just felt awful to know that she felt sad about leaving me and uncomfortable. And then, you know, what is essentially a stranger just pulls her away and takes her somewhere that's kind of still quite new to her. Um, And I feel like that was probably the worst day, that first day that she was so upset because then it was a case of, you know, I didn't even get to find out how she was for the next six hours. But, you know, I did obviously have in my head if she was that bad, the school would have phoned me. But, oh my gosh, I came home and I cried and cried and cried and cried that day. Thank goodness I wasn't working that day because nothing got done. I just, I I was paralysed almost where I just could not do anything. I could not focus. I could not take my mind off it. I just cried and cried and cried. And from then on, I kind of also just felt like I was walking on eggshells. And that felt quite challenging as well because... I was so worried and caught up about making sure that I said the right thing to support her or I didn't say the wrong thing and then, you know, scare her or trigger these negative feelings in any way. I just honestly felt like I was walking on eggshells and like I was in kind of a fight or flight mode every single school day, like just trying so hard to keep it together and say the right thing and support her in all the right ways and it was just really really challenging but what was good at the time is you know I do have quite a logical head so you know I was telling myself like this will obviously get better it will get better and this is just the hard part that I need to kind of find my way through so I really just used the approach of just letting myself cry when I needed to and just took comfort in the fact that I knew it would get easier eventually so what we did after the first week because the first week we were allowed to go into the playground with them but the second week you were not you had to drop them off at the school gate which I'm still not a fan of to be honest because I feel like you know for a five-year-old that's such a big thing like just literally just leaving them at the gate like not even handing them over to another adult but anyway so we decided that what we were going to do was we were going to send her in to breakfast club. It seemed to be a better option for her though because she was really struggling with how busy it was at school at drop-off time. She was really struggling with the amount of kids and the noise and the kind of chaos that ensues from kids chasing each other and stuff like that. So breakfast club is essentially the school opening a little bit earlier to kids where they can go in and they have access to food for breakfast but they don't need to eat there. It's essentially kind of like a childcare option almost for the parents that are working a little bit earlier or want to drop their kids off a little bit earlier and it just it's just a much quieter environment because obviously not so many kids do that. They go into the school hall and they can sit with a couple of friends and eat and then they get taken back out and at the playground afterwards but it did just seem like a better option for us as a family because it meant that I could get to work a little bit earlier and it meant that she could then have that little kind of softer transition where it wasn't as busy and chaotic there was less kids around and she could kind of find her feet in the school environment and then go into the playground and have it where it's a little bit noisier and stuff so that's what we decided to do and it took a, a, a fair of fair bit of work you know she still didn't want to go in in the morning but we definitely did notice a difference in how anxious she was when the playground was quieter when there wasn't so many kids around so it did tell us that that was definitely the the right idea and if you have a very sensitive child 
that might be an option that could work for you guys as well if that's something that your school does offer. And then what I started to find was towards the end of September, the kind of start of October, she did actually start just walking straight into school and there was no issues, no tears, she was quite happy and I want to share what it is that I think was key to making that difference. So we had at this point tried pretty much everything Okay, so we had tried bribery, which I was never a fan of, but everybody was telling me that, you know, just offer her, you know, I'll get you a snack after school, I'll get you a sweet after school, I'll get you a toy after school if you go in good in the morning. That's just never been my parenting style, but I was at my wit's end with it, just wanting to find something that would help. So we did try it. We tried a little brave button, you know, where she had this little button that she could rub or press whenever she was feeling scared and that would give her bravery. We tried the invisible string idea. We tried drawing hearts on our hands so that, you know, she could press the heart whenever she needed a hug or whenever she wanted me to think of her. She had a picture of us in our bag. She had a little mini teddy bear that she could cuddle. We tried everything everything and what I find so funny about her but amazing about her is she's just too clever in a way because you know when I was trying to tell her about like say the brave button or pressing the shape the love heart whatever it was on her hand so that she could get like a magic cuddle from me she was just like mum but that's not actually you that doesn't actually work that doesn't help me and I was like oh for goodness sake, so literally nothing, nothing had worked at this point. But then I had this epiphany, this realisation that because I was so uncomfortable with seeing her struggle and seeing her feel these negative emotions, I think that they were so deeply triggering for me. It was really difficult for me to see her struggle so much with going into school. And, you know, I think maybe it is because I was also that child and... I, oh my gosh, I mean, I still absolutely love my mum to pieces, but I was so clingy when I was a little girl. And, you know, I definitely was like Harlow, where I really struggled separating from my mum in the mornings. I have had countless stories from my mum, bless her, where I've just cried the full walk to school, which, I mean, must have been so hard for my mum as well. And, you know, I think, I think there is something in me that's triggered by seeing my own daughter go through the same thing that I did. I was feeling a lot of discomfort watching that play out for her, probably because I I understand how that feels. And I felt like I was trying so hard to wish away her feelings, to push them away, to figure out something to take them away. And I had this realisation that maybe that's not what I should be doing. You know, maybe it's the opposite. And again, I don't know why I didn't really click on this because... I've literally just said like five minutes ago in this episode that the way that I parent is by acknowledging the difficult feelings and I feel like I was doing the exact opposite in this situation. I was was trying to take away our feelings rather than just sit with them and acknowledge them. So we had a chat and I reminded her that it's absolutely okay to feel worried or nervous. I asked how that felt in her body so that she could start to recognise what that physical sensation was in men and what emotion that was tied with so for instance having a sore stomach that might just be anxiety that's making you feel like you've got a sore stomach it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you so I reminded her that 
everyone gets nervous and that it doesn't mean that she's not safe because naturally when we get nervous and anxious about something our body goes into fight or flight and that sensation of going into fight or flight that's our body telling us that we're not in a safe situation so I reminded her that in that instance she is still safe our body's just trying to protect her and that's a good thing but she's clever enough to know that school is a safe situation because we would never send her into a place where she wouldn't be safe. I explained to her that she's still got adults around her that are there to keep her safe and explained who all of those were. So we sat down, we had that full chat and kind of reaffirmed to her that school is obviously a safe place and that despite feeling nervous at drop-off, she still needs to go in and try her best because she is safe there and she can tell her body that she's safe. And we also talked about how we can move on from those feelings of nervousness, the kind of relaxation techniques she can use when she starts to feel those physical symptoms of anxiety. And I think that that's really important to to kind of teach her those really key relaxation techniques early on. Because I think that back in the day, you know, when I was a little kid going to school, that wasn't really a thing, you know. Nobody was getting spoken to about anxiety at that point. We weren't really recognising that as a valid feeling. And so there was like no kind of tools and techniques to help you get through it. It was a case of just man up and get through it, you know. So it's really important to me that I can teach her these things that she can do that can kind of help her body feel safe again. But it was, it was honestly such a proud moment for me. And I think probably especially because I can relate so deeply to how she's feeling. To be able to give her solid support around that in a way that still fits in with my gentle parenting style, it just felt incredible and I still strongly believe that gentle parenting and supporting them in that sense is just so so incredibly effective. I just think like brushing it off and saying like oh you'll be fine it just teaches her that it's not normal to feel scared or to feel anxious and like that the aim is to not ever be scared. So then we had the October break which on one hand I was like ah bloody hell because I just knew that I was going to set us back and we had only just started to get, kind of get there with it. But to be honest, I was so ready for the break because I'm not going to lie, this whole escapade was just bloody hard. It becomes so emotionally draining. And keep in mind, I also had started Jonah at his new nursery in between all of this too. So yeah, I was just ready for the break. And it was not great after she went back after the October holidays but to be honest it didn't take too long to settle and I just did the exact same things as I did when I had that kind of epiphany moment back and I think was that like September time I did that with her and that really helped her get back into settling in nice and quickly in comparison to how it was initially and I think you know my mum had said this to me after she had just started back after October and I was like oh why does it need to be like this why does it need to be so hard and she was like you know it just shows how great a parent that you are because she just loves her life with you. She just loves spending time with you. And I'm like, when you reframe it that way, it does actually just feel so much less annoying and just so much sweeter, doesn't it? It's just exactly that, that her favourite place to be is with me. And what an absolute blessing that is. I absolutely think that that's the most incredible gift that she could ever give me. So I'm really grateful that that's how she feels but likewise it's also nice when I can see her be comfortable and happy at school and playing with her friends and stuff like that as well so I was glad that it didn't take too long for her to settle back in again and then what I did find is towards the end of the term so as we got closer to Christmas she did start to get a little bit funny about going into school again 
and you know crying going in being anxious going in being really really clingy with me but I think that it was a combination of a lot of things to be honest I was working a lot at the time and you know I could see that clinginess happening even at home so I think realistically it's gave me a little shake that I needed to kind of figure out what my plans were for this year for work and making sure that I can still kind of have that right balance that I wanted Anyway, we both just needed to break by the time it got to Christmas time. And then obviously we had a very lovely festive period, spent lots of quality time together, which was just amazing. We were definitely both in need of that. And so we are now on day three of being back at school after the Christmas break. And speaking to her during Christmas, she was actually looking forward to going back. She kept asking, you know, when am I back at school She was excited to play with her friends again because obviously by this point she's kind of built up quite a few solid friendships, which is just the best feeling ever. I'm really pleased for her. So she was excited to see her friends again and, you know, there was not even a hint of nerves whatsoever, like even the day before she started back at school. But I did kind of have a feeling that it would be the same old story. So... Yeah, the first day back was not great whatsoever. Just more of the same. Didn't want to go in, getting really teary and emotional about it. But she didn't actually ever cry. She was just getting a little bit frustrated about the fact that I kept telling her that she actually had to go to school and that there was no option to go home today because I was working. Uh, So yeah, first day, not great. Second day, an improvement. Third day, she was actually pretty good. She can just be a bit funny sometimes about selecting which teacher takes it into the breakfast club which I don't love pandering to to be honest because you can't always pick and choose but I just feel like at this point whatever's making your life easier for now then we just do that and you work on all of these little stepping stones afterwards so that kind of brings us up to today on how that kind of journey's been and I think in terms of me I feel like it's been a huge challenge It's been emotionally draining, for sure, but it's brought about an element of freedom that I have not felt in years. And that is really positive. So like I said in the last episode, I was really excited because I would work two days a week at my other job, but this was going to give me two days where I would have time for me. And obviously the intention is that I do stuff like this. I record my podcasts on days when I'm not working at my other job and the kids are at school. And I do my content creation for my hypnobirthing business and my website and answering emails and stuff like that. So I am doing a lot of work within this time. But I think in combination with the fact that it's a job that I absolutely adore doing and the fact that I get to choose how I spend my time, it's not dictated it is just so freeing. It is so nice to have a little bit of headspace. And obviously, I still miss the kids, obviously. And what I did find initially was it did take a good probably month or so before I could ever really properly feel relaxed when I wasn't with the kids because I felt like in the back of my head I was still thinking, I hope that everything's all right. I hope she's not upset. I hope she's not, you know, thinking about where I am. I hope she's not wishing I was with her, that she was at home. And it took me a while to kind of get over that. I really had to see her build some friendships and, you know, to see her comfort and then to have the first parents night where, you know, our teacher said she's doing fantastic and she's very social and very comfortable in the classroom and stuff. Seeing all of that, hearing all of that, that is what finally kind of brought down that anxiety around it because 
I wasn't feeling fully relaxed when I was at home on my own without the kids. I did still feel quite anxious and still felt in fight or flight mode. Like I was just waiting for something to go wrong or I was waiting for a phone call to tell me that she was too upset. And we definitely did have some very hard days, especially in the very beginning. But once she did start to settle in, it did feel like a, a breath of fresh air to actually have this time that I could curate the way that I wanted to. I'm so sorry, by the way, because my dog is snoring so loudly beside me. And I've no idea if this is going to get picked up in the recording. <laughs> if it is, I'm very sorry. But it's kind of cute in a way as well. So you might enjoy it. And you know, now I can really focus on doing the things that bring me joy and make me a better parent as well, which is just the nicest feeling ever. You know, so for instance, I'm able to go to a yoga class during the day now because I know that the kids are looked after. I am able to keep on top of the housework when the kids aren't there and it means that when they come home I can actually just dedicate all of my time to spending that quality time with them. I can see my friends now when I want to. I can go out for coffees and I can do you know, business meetings with other people. I can network and it just feels so nice to have that reliable childcare knowing that they're settled into their environments now and they're quite happy and to just really feel like I can focus on me again. I have to say I'm entering 2024 probably as the best version of myself now because I've actually got this free time that I can focus on, you know, building my business. I can focus on my own personal development, my own self-care. I truly feel like I'm now the happiest I've been in years and the most regulated I've been in years. And as much as it sucks that I never reached that point, when you know I had my kids around me every day. I am so grateful to be at that point now because I know that my kids are basically, more often than not, getting the the best version of me. And so that is something that has been so positive that has come out of this experience for sure. And here's hoping as 2024 goes on, I'll be able to share some of that guidance, that wisdom with you that will hopefully get you to that point quicker than what I have been able to get to but for taking away from this episode if you have a child that is starting school soon I think making sure that your kids are really prepared with what to expect taking away as much of the unknown element as you can by doing role play you know maybe having pictures of the school like what we did having some talks about what to expect with school what you're worried about what you're excited about making sure that they do have elements of choice as well whether that's uniform their packed lunch, their school bags, their juice bottles, whatever it is, giving them an element of choice so so that they still feel like they've got a say in some part of this situation. Allowing them to just feel their feelings as well, you know, not trying to brush off and bribe their feelings out of them, just letting them feel their feelings and letting them work through that feelings, sitting with that discomfort and reassuring them that anxiety is not a bad thing feeling nervous is not a bad thing feeling scared is not a bad thing and that they can still do hard things they can still do the things that make them feel scared giving them their tools and techniques to actually support them through that so that they feel like they can actually push through that uncomfortable feeling i do just want to reassure you that if you are feeling really anxious really worried about your child going to school and you're not quite sure how it's going to play out if you're going to feel lost without them it might actually be one of the best things that could happen to you it might actually give you so much freedom so much time so much brain space that you actually unlock this version of yourself that makes you feel so proud so happy 
and you can bring your best self to the table for all the times that you are with your kids. So it's not all doom and gloom. It can be really hard transitioning into the next stage of your life, but there definitely can be so many positives that come from it. But I do need to go now and do the school pickup, so I will leave it there. I hope that you found this episode helpful and you've got some tips that can support you through your child transitioning to school as well. So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've been able to take something away from it, whether that's feeling less alone or more in the know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, the usual stuff applies. A review or a share with a friend is a really great way for me to build my community so that I can help more women. All the good stuff is in the show notes, guys, including details on how to work with me, or you can check out my website at www.reasontobirth.com. I'll see you next week.